Chapter 26 The Barn The unusual storm brought a half foot of snow, paralyzing daily activities in Laliche. Despondent over being stuck there, Uni, Citri, and the priest, Emile, sat glumly eating their breakfast. What are your plans, Aunt Uni? Citri asked. We will be here for a while. Anyway, I have only seen the pendant when Ishtar is wearing it. The one in the temple is merely a gold icon. Oh, no, Citri. Yesterday I saw Ishtar's amulet resting on a pillow next to the throne. Mudad entered just as I picked it up for examination. He looked surprised at my presence there, and he apologized as he took it from me, explaining he must bring it to Ishtar. You are the queen! How can a vassal priest refuse the queen? Citri asked. Uni shook her head. I'm not sure. This hasn't happened before, and I was surprised by his insult. Perhaps the goddess needed it, Queen Uni, Emile said. Have you looked again? It is no longer on display, Emile. We must find its storage place, Uni replied. Have you checked the goddess's bedroom? Emile asked. I can't. There's always a guard posted there. Tell the guard you are the queen and wish to see Ishtar, Citri said. My god, you are their ruler. Anyhow, why do you need this amulet so? Is it worth the trouble? It possibly does nothing. The queen replied with an intensity that frightened her niece. Yes, it is worth it. I told you earlier, the amulet holds the goddess's power, Citri. Did you know Emile received a favorable auspice this morning? Uni asked, looking at the priest. Emile nodded. Augury, the practice of interpreting the god's wishes from the observed flight of birds, was an accepted method to understand the thoughts of the gods in the Armana period. Being an eagle diviner, he could receive omens from the gods by watching the flight of birds. Emile's face became solemn as he recited, For a bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. What did it tell you? Citri asked. The gods have spoken, Emile said. Possession of the amulet will make us powerful. We must have the amulet, and the queen must order Ishtar's death to get it, if need be. Oh, gee, Citri frowned. She liked Ishtar, already irritated that her father had placed her under her aunt's care. Now she felt an unwilling player in this developing conspiracy. What do you need me to do? she asked. You must befriend Ishtar's servant, Citri, Uni replied. Why? He has access to the goddess, Emil explained. A noise in the doorway attracted their attention. It was Toma. You sent for me, Aunt Uni, he said as he bowed to her. What is it you wish from me? How are the road conditions? the queen asked. When can we return to Nineveh? The roads won't be open for coaches for at least two days, although horse riders can get through with messages. Has Ishtar accepted our gifts? Emil asked. I assume so, Toma said. Her servant is with the horses as we speak. You must seek the fellow out, Citri, Uni said. Citri nodded, smiling. This was the escape she wanted. With the queen's blessing, she could focus on horses instead of royal protocol. I'll go at once, Aunt Uni. Am I finished here? Uni nodded, and enlivened Citri left. Wait, Citri, Thomas said. Do you need anything more, my queen? May I go with my sister? Uni nodded. Yes, Toma. And bring us any information you can, she said. Outside the building, Citri complained to her brother. Toma, Aunt Uni covets Ishtar's power, and it is making her crazy. What do you think about the goddess? I was surprised. She's so young and beautiful, Citri. Oh, that's not what I meant. I'm thinking of Ishtar's power, Toma. Aunt Uni wants to steal it. Why does she want it so badly? I don't know. 
And Dishtar's assistant? What do you mean? You told me he is at the stables. What is he doing there? Toma chuckled. He's helping fix problems with chariots. What do you mean? Citri asked. The man is more interested in wheels than horse hoofs, Citri. Please introduce us, Toma. Aunt Uni wants me to befriend him. What is his name? Toma looked at his sister. Aunt Uni wants this? Citri nodded. Yes, she has commanded me, she said, with a slight smirk. Rene, Toma laughed. His name is Rene. Rene was on his back in the barn, examining the underbelly of a chariot. Turn it now, he instructed his helper. Oh, I see it, he said. The undercarriage has sagged and is dragging against the axle. He pushed at something and said, Turn it again, but there was no response. Hearing the commotion, he wiggled himself free of the chariot and smiled. Happy to see Citri was the distraction. She was with the fellow named Toma. Rene jumped up and brushed at his clothes. Hello, he said. Hello, Rene, Citri answered. Is Ishtar happy with her gift? Oh, yeah, Rene gushed. Katie, I mean Ishtar, loves horses. And you, Ishtar's servant, are you likewise strong in horse sense? I, I guess, Rene stammered. Good, let's take the horses out, without chariots. I'm uncomfortable, Citri. These are stallions, and I don't think we should ride them. Toma and I trained these horses, Rene. Don't worry, I know them well. Let's go for a ride. Unlike Katie, Rene lacked the confidence to ride a horse he didn't know, especially a stallion. But Citri wanted to ride with him, and that was enough to give him courage. He nodded and followed her to find riding gear. End of chapter. Thank you for listening. You can follow the story on my blog, jeadvm.com. Once on my blog's front page, go to the menu, pick my books, and select Katie Becomes Ishtar. That'll take you to the Ancient Katie series of books. Inconvenient Goddess can be purchased as an old-fashioned paper book, or an e-book, as well as an audiobook set or can be downloaded from the audiobook site Spotify. More details are on my website, jeadvm.com.